Previously on Angel. Oh my God. Hell dimensions and abusive relationships and a guy who controls people into having abusive relationships. What the fuck? That's right. We watched Angel season three, episode six, Billy. And you know what that means? It's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket. Oh, dang. I'm so excited! I'm so scared! Oh, no. Hey, would you mind putting that gun away? My wife doesn't care, but I'm a very timid fellow. You idiot. Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kurland, and we have a first-time guest, Mr. Johnny Riley from Movie Deja Vu and But A Song podcast. Hi, Johnny. Hi. This is totally not the second time we've tried recording this episode. So technically, I'm a returning guest. <laughs> Just by a, a technicality. <laughs> a returning guest that only I heard. <laughs> Yes. And my and my walls and my apartment. (laughs) So we are watching. We what did we watch? Let's get into that. That we watched Billy, the angel episode. Um, Wait, do I do the description? Do you want me to try to try to describe it? (laughs) Yes. Give us the TV guide rule. What happened in this episode? So Billy is cursed or is a demon they never really specify it also i didn't rewatch it because i was just like that's too much for me my brain right now um and so billy though whenever he touches men well well we only see men in the episode that he touches um he can uh he help he brings out a rage and anger in men that is then geared towards women um and also angel and cordelia flirt a little bit yeah that's that's, what happens this episode yeah and and wesley and gun turn into douche monsters but yes but only one of them has the um has like a little mental break about it yeah yeah, well, we never see Gun again. He like for 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 what it's worth for me because I never watched the show, and this is like the only episode that I've seen in years. To me, he probably died because he got hit in the head with like a fire extinguisher. Okay, so the amount of times that all of the human characters get you know destroyed because you know they're under a spell or they get thrown through a building or whatever, um, they just live. You you sometimes you see them in the hospital, so like well, I there remember, is some realism. I remember in Buffy that uh, it was the episode with Faith's Watcher because I was more of a Buffy person than Angel. I've seen all of Buffy. I okay. barely watched Angel. Um, so with Buffy, I remember uh, Giles gets hit in the back of the head in season three by Faith's Watcher, 
And like they cut to him on a gurney and he can barely talk. And he's like spitting blood into like an oxygen tank and he's like hemorrhaging blood. And that's real. But then like for another person like Xander, like he gets hit in the head and he has an oopsie poopsie. Like, well, so the amount of times, though, that Giles gets hit hit in the head throughout the whole series, um, I'm surprised he's alive. Right. Let's put it that way, because they you can do like a knockout counter with him every episode. I feel like I feel like in season one or two, it's like every episode he gets knocked out. Yeah. But yes. on, on Angel, it's a little darker. So like um, they, they also go a little more in the fantasy realm, not fantasy, meaning like unicorns and pixies, but like, you know, the lore of demons and everything. So, Anything painted on the side of a van at a Led Zeppelin concert, pretty much. Minus the minus a rainbow and a unicorn. You were correct. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, like the hobbits and shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do an episode where Angel gets turned into a puppet. Yeah, I remember watching the the previews for that. I'm like, oh, I'm not tuning in Wednesday nights at nine. <laughs> it's sto- so stupid. I love it. And they're trying and the puppets are draining kids of their energy or life or what. I don't That's Wait, another discussion. That, <laughs> did, did, did they steal energy vampires before what we do in the shadows? Well, they weren't, the puppets were demons. Of well, yeah, sorts. yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. But in this entire episode, like they're clearly ripping off The Shining. And Billy. As, as some of, as one of the storylines, I would say. Yeah. Um, because, or are they trying, are you saying that they're trying to justify The Shining because of how like, you know, um, uh, Crap, Jack Nicholson's character. What's his name? Jack Torrance. Yeah. So Jack. Remember, Torrance, with 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 Jack Nicholson, his character was usually named Jack. Well, I mean, he says, "Here's Johnny," and they do all work and no play makes John a dull boy, I believe, or Jack Jack, Jack a dull boy. They they alternate, but like they alternate names sometimes with Jack and John in both that movie and in real life. So, hello, John F. Kennedy. But I. I feel like they might be trying to um, justify how Jack like changed all of us, like drastic, like all of a sudden in yeah. The Shining. Yeah, because everyone changes drastically. All of the male characters. Uh, I mean, I was saying to you that I had no idea that Daniel Day Kim, who I absolutely love, Daniel Day Kim. Loved him on Lost. Love him in Ryan the Last Dragon. I had no idea that he was on Angel. It, if, yeah. I knew, if I knew he was on Angel, I may have watched it more. For like two seasons, I think, as a well, recurring character. Yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> it's on Hulu. You could watch it whenever. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and I know we, we busy watching other things for our podcast. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I'm, I told you that I binge watched the after party, like all of the after party in one weekend. And you said, how do I have time? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) Sleep is for the week. That's how we have time. (sighs) But, but with this entire episode, um, Fred, who I, 
I love Amy Acker. I love her in everything. I totally didn't realize she got her start on this because I know her best from Cabin in the Woods. Right. She Well, Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah. Joss Whedon. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said the, I said the name. Um, <laughs> JW. JW. Well, yeah, and then he she was in another JW project, a bunch of JW projects. because she, be- she was on that X-Men show, right? Uh, she, uh, for a little bit. Yes. She was also in dollhouse and mm-hmm. I believe she was in, uh, firefly. No. Or made appearances in that. No, that was no, okay. No, yes. that was, that was Christina Hendricks. Oh, right. But, but I, I, mean, I know that Amy Acker was in a few projects post angel with, he who shall not be named. Yeah, I gotta look up what was the name of that X Men show? Agents of Shield. No, no, that was oh, Marvel. Marvel X Men show. Yeah, because she played the mom with with what's his name, uh, from True Blood. Oh. Stephen Moyer, I believe his name was. Um. I'm trying to find the name of the show. This is making for boring podcasting right now. It's fine. No, people are also trying to do it too. And they're probably <laughs> shouting at us right now. Yeah. You know, in because, the future when this episode comes out. Because it, it came out the same time as Legion. Like they had on FX, they had Legion. And on Fox, they had that other show. Which, oh, which I'm literally on his Wikipedia and it's not showing up. Am I in like a yesterday situation where like, like we lost power in Massachusetts on my street, like randomly the other week. I'm wondering, is this like, Oh, here it is. It was called the gifted. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that thought that I was finishing was that, is this like a, uh, yesterday situation where we lost power and a shitty uh, Fox TV show. The gifted doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I mean, some of these people probably wish that. Yeah. So you never know though. I mean, a job is a job, Um, but she was the mom on the gifted. Yeah. And so she starts out in angel as like, uh, she's a prisoner on another dimensional planet thing. I forget. No dimension. It's another dimension where, um, uh, you know, she's called like, she, she's called a cow and there's all these other things. So um, her, and she's been stuck on there for, I want to say like five years and, you know, five earth years and so like how many regular years is it in the the other place the other place i have no i don't remember it probably to her probably seems like a century because like she's stripped of her humanity and you know she's looked down upon and she's probably like beaten and tortured sometimes for like cleaning the floors wrong or something jeez so when you so when she comes back to earth she's very meek and very uh, uh, a damsel in distress when it comes to things and so like with this episode though at least she's um a little stronger of a character you know she uh although she is 
very weak and still very much the damsel in distress. She does she knock kicks out. Ass. She does knock Charles out. Gun. I'm sorry. Gun. And also, <laughs> is that his Christian name? <laughs> Charles. His name is Charles Gun. Yes, yeah. with two N's. Um, and she sets a trap for Wesley because that's what she does. Yeah, she pulls out Home Home Alone's it. Home Alone's it. Yes, she's a she's a very smart individual, but also very sh- meek and shy, and you know comes off as weak. Want to hear something um, insane about her? About Amy yes. Acker? She yes, was on an episode of Once Upon a Time and on Grimm, which those were like ABC's version of Grimm was. NBC's version of, yeah, like the TV show Grimm. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Yes. Well, when that came out, Once Upon a Time also came out on a competing channel on ABC. And her episode, her guest arc was within a week of each other on both shows. So that's amazing. So imagine all the people like me who thought that Grimm and Once Upon a Time were the same show. And she shows up like the same week on the same show. I would probably think I'm having a stroke. Yeah. Or you're like, wait, she has a two episode arc. What? This doesn't make sense. She was a pixie in one scene and now she's some demon. I don't know. (laughs) This is weird. (laughs) Yeah. And you were telling me that Charisma Carpenter was like. So, okay, so she gets screwed in the angel verse. uh, Yeah, because, you know, she got pregnant, so bully on her you know whatever fuck fuck her right how dare she yeah that's what came out was it two weeks ago from this recording like her her story broke because of all of the ray fisher stuff oh well i mean it, it seems like her um it seems like almost every year everyone forgets that joss whedon is a bad guy until something until like a story is re- revived or like Somebody's somebody in their memories are like, oh, right. I did share this story about how he's a bad guy. And then like it blows up again for like a month and then everyone forgets for the other 11 months. But um, I feel like she has been talking about it since 2015. Angel. Yeah. She's so, been talking about it since Angel, but no one's been listening to her since probably. No one's been, yeah, yeah, that's just, since probably 2015 when they started listening to her. And then now they're even listening to her more because other people are coming out with other stories about how he's an awful bad man. Yeah. And so, uh, well, for her, she got pregnant. Did uh, the way that it, the way that I'm imagining it, because I wasn't there, you know, but like, I feel like she told them as one does, you know, you're like, oh, I, I I'm pregnant. Surprise. It wasn't planned. And then um, he writes a weird story for her that a story arc that doesn't make sense. And everyone was very upset because like, it feels like she's getting punished for something that happens. She was married at this time too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. God damn it. Like. I mean, yeah, there's nothing else to say except God damn it. Yeah. So like at the end of I believe at the end of this season, she gets ascended to to the heavens uh, and becomes a god of sorts. And then in season four, um, she gets pregnant in the show and gives birth to this uh, 
trickster demon god thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then in season five on the hundredth episode, they kill her off. That's not right. That's not fair. Because in this episode, she is a badass. Like she's slowly right. turning into Buffy. Yeah. So th- this season, she's like, um, she is sick of being also a weakling. And she's like, I want to be stronger. I want to be able to defend myself. I want to fight. And so Angel teaches her. And they have a weird, like, romance slash weird training thing every episode. This one was particularly weird because he's like, okay, I need to show you how to do this a few times. And she's like, no, I have one of those Sheldon Cooper identic memories where I see it once and I can do it. And then she sees it once and she can do it. But also he comes off as, you know, like, oh, I have to, I have to protect you. She's like, this is the whole point of this. Like, I don't, what if you can't protect me or what? Like, I don't want to rely on somebody to protect me. (laughs) She's like, shut up, Meg. (laughs) Shut up, Meg. I am, I am a human that can fight too. Let me fight. So. I mean, I will say I do. I've always liked David Boreanaz. Like, like I, I have always liked his sense of humor he is really good at making fun of himself yeah 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 because you know the amount of times that they make fun of the fact that he's brooding and that's like what he's supposed to be doing is hilarious um i forgot what cartoon it was but they they had the aurora borealis and it was just david borealis's face in the aurora borealis i love it I love it. Like, like I mentioned in the puppet episode, they made him brooding too. And it's hilarious because you're like, how can a puppet emote? Oh, I, I still don't like that. I still really don't like that. It happened. It ha it happened, but yes. Um, but it's interesting though. Okay. So I know we we, met, we mentioned that that ill-fated first recording that we're not really going to talk about, but like since that, first I don't know what you're talking about, Johnny. <laughs> since we first started talking about doing this episode, I was thinking about how I know like this is the this is the impetus of like us talking about Buffy and Angel, but like all of Buffy and Angel, like everyone's in a toxic relationship if you really think about it. For television at the time, like when this came out, this was a very serious, I mean, it still is a very serious topic, but, but for 2002, this was huge. Yeah. Cause, um, I don't think, well, they may have done it on other shows as a very special episode of enter show title here, but full house, for, we talked about that on the last, on the recording Full that, house. Yeah. There's probably a blossom episode. There was probably also a family matters episode. Like you name a sitcom or another show. That the was one I remember towards- the most is the boy meets world one with Sean, uh, protecting Sean and Corey, protecting the girl from Jurassic park and Angus who, uh, uh, was getting beat up by her dad. Oh, see, I forgot about that one. Yeah. But um, the, the fact, though, that they. It's it's interesting, though, that like we don't know exactly what Billy is and we don't really understand his ability oh, because like I know what they, he is. He's a piece of shit. That's what he is. But I mean, like they don't call him a demon or they don't say that he's a warlock or something like that. They just say he's Billy. 
and he can do this. Yeah, he's kind of like a Kennedy too. Right, yes, yes. Because he comes from a rich government family, a rich political family where there's senators and presidents and they've all had connections to Marilyn Monroe. And uh, and then he uh, can bring out this, what Wes called like a primordial rage out in men and it just it it made it seem a little real for the show for the show because it seemed like, a little real for everything it was pretty dark well i mean like you know the show the show also has vampires and werewolves and you know uh aliens sometimes and you're and just green like, okay, demons who sang Yes, the um, the uh, Lauren. Yes. yes, but this one, you know, they're just like men are. Men can be bad, and that's, and you know that. I feel like the metaphor they're trying to say is like we can't logic this for we can't logic this in our fantasy world because in the real world there is no real logic for it. Right. It just it's a thing. I still think that what's what's the most upsetting is uh what what's the the lawyer's name? Not Daniel DeCam. No, her name? her name uh I forget. Was Fuck. it Delilah or something? Del- uh Lila, Lila. Lila. Like she, I I love how she's like no, you don't understand how powerful he is and both Angel and Cordelia at separate times were like, no, we get it. Like, we get it. We deal with this all the time. And you should know that. Yes. And she fucks with them all the time, which is hilarious. Uh, But yeah, the back to Wes a little bit, like he goes through a journey. So when you meet him on Buffy, he's very, he's also very meek and kind of stupid. Um, Book smart for sure, but very stupid when it comes to like super horny too and super horny. And then he goes away after almost like hooking up with Cordelia, even though she's supposed to be 18 at the time and or 17, 17 at the time. Stop talking. And then he comes back onto Angel, like all clad in leather, and he's like now a demon hunter or whatever. And then his character mellows out like like he kind of grows up as a person as well even though he's supposed to be probably in his 30s at this point yeah um he he evens out you know he's not un he has some like nerdy comedic moments but he's also like like you uh in the beginning of the episode you see him he's very like soft still like soft spoken and very british even he looks like a member of train he looks like the lead singer of train <laughs> probably was at some point what's that guy's name train trainerton sure yeah <laughs> uh but like his transformation from good west to evil west is very like jarring in this episode this entire episode is just jarring. I, I I think that's an understatement. Like when when you see the people get attacked, um, when you it, it's really upset when Daniel Day Kim attacks Lila, when the two police officers attack each other, it's it's so upsetting. It, yeah. Like 
And then to see Wesley and Gunn, which I still don't understand how they were infected because it had to be his touch, but but they literally touched a piece of clothing that he touched, it or like his blood, but they don't have the glowing red eyes. Like it makes no goddamn sense. But yeah, because well, that and that goes back to what I was saying, where I was just like, they I don't think they tried to logic it because they're like people are just like this. Yeah. And so and like I mean it it involves a lot of like mental um things. I don't yeah. know the word. Words are hard right now for me. <laughs> but um yeah. It, it's it's all a psychological game. Yeah, and even and but like what's fascinating like I know I picked this one because this is like the most toxic in the Buffyverse, but yeah. like Every every relationship is toxic. Like, the, do do the, Fred and Wesley end up together? No, Fred and Gunn do. Oh, okay. it's a whole it's a whole thing where they have a uh, a dick measuring competition, and <laughs> really, uh, Fred w- goes with Charles and not with Gunn, uh, not with um, Wesley. Okay, and it and it's and we're okay with that. But like, <laughs> but like. Your eyes going, just shifted. Are you sure you're okay with that? I mean, I mean, Wes makes some choices that helps in that mm. in that decision. Okay. Like stealing Angel's baby and then almost dying because of it. Mm. And so yeah. He gets his third slit. It's fun. Does Wesley die at the end of the series? No. Uh, well, so the <laughs> what's fascinating about the television series and note i said that is that it ends the season the series ends on a cliffhanger and then it goes into comic books or graphic novels whichever one you want to call it and i haven't read those but it could it just goes on like it literally ends with oh wait does west die wait i think west does die at the end like at the in the last episode um because they're trying to like take down like these big evil forces and like the ending you see them like weapon up and get ready to fight and then it just cuts to credits and so you're just like fucking a sorry can i curse on this i forgot to even ask yeah yeah okay great no you asked last time (laughs) oh i did oh (laughs) the time that doesn't exist you mean yes the time that doesn't exist i mean (laughs) but but with with but like the the biggest problem with with this entire episode is the whole premise should be that you know the both cordelia and fred kick ass but in cordelia's story a man has to save her and she's like no i don't need to be saved i can do it myself and angel's like hold my beer well so i think for cordelia to kind of justify to kind of like after the fact, haven't read anything about it. This is just me speculating. So don't come at me. This is just my opinions. I feel like because she is going to gun down another human, like there's that aspect of it where it's like, I'm about to kill a human, you know, rather than a giant purple monster thing, you know, she's killing a person. Uh, well, so it, yeah, yeah. so it, 
so with, I guess she has that conflict, whereas Angel, who's been doing this for oh, almost 200 years or 150 years, I believe at this point, he is like, I'll kill this human, huzzah. <laughs> no matter how evil the person is. But like, neither kill him because Lila kills him. Oh, true. But he does fight him. He, he does, fights they him. They do fight him. Yes, yeah, but, that, but that's what I'm saying, like... And, but Lila fighting her battles for her i don't like that Lila's also very cold-hearted so it kind of makes sense that she was the one that killed him because then cordelia would have to deal with that aftermath and really we're only we can only deal with one of uh team angels aftermath at a time you know it's it's all we picked wes we picked wes this episode yeah yeah because because wesley is like he's like very uh Colin Firth, like, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. That that was very unbecoming of me. And we're like, you're not really British in real life, Alexis Denonov. <laughs> he still does a great job on the show, I feel like. Yeah, I know. I know. But, but I, when, I, when I watched uh, How I Met Your Mother and I heard that his actual <laughs> voice, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? I mean, I could have also been like, let's recap Buffy season two where you know buffy and angel have sex and that's when he lose he um loses his soul and becomes just a vampire and so it's like the metaphor is you know um the monster that you like you see the true side of somebody after you sleep with them yeah like so like the sh- the series this the not series because that's buffy the buffy verse has been tackling issues of toxicity in different ways mm-hmm. um it's just that this is just one clean episode that we can we could have focused on and then branch out into other ones because right. i have a sick sad knowledge of all of this show <laughs> but but with with like the actual going back to fred and her pulling a home alone like why mm-hmm. are they in an abandoned why is the office in an abandoned like so in season, I want to say, I think it's season two, Angel buys that hotel, the Hyperion. And it it was a whole thing where uh, he stayed there like 50 years ago or whatever. I think it's based on an actual cursed L.A. hotel. I believe you're correct on that. And so I- and so like he because um, the where Angel Investigations was first located, I believe blew up. And so they're like, okay, let's do it. Let's live in the Hyperion. And this way then like, you know, um, they take in strays basically. Like Fred lives there. Lauren at some point lives there. Um, uh, Gunn, Wes and Cordelia like stay spend the night but they never re- or spend a couple of nights there but they never really live there live there because they have their own places uh and and like you know it it makes for great great different scenes for them especially so, if they're like let's build certain rooms and then you know distress it for different different episodes so, so i found the actual hotel that it's based on um it's the cecil hotel which yeah. I, I am literally sending you in the chat. I'm sending you the image of the outside from the Wikipedia page. It looks exactly like Angel's Hotel. 
It is very close. This one doesn't have a courtyard in the front. Right. Like. But but the Cecil Hotel, you know the story of the Cecil Hotel, right? No. Recently, there was that Netflix documentary about it, but uh, that's that's the hotel where a lot of people like vanished. And recently, uh, the Netflix documentary crime crime scene investigation, the Cecil Hotel. Um, a woman, basically, if it's this like security footage that they they found of her acting weird going in and out of the elevator and then they found her body in the water tank and they what? don't know it's now been been linked to her committing suicide and not being on her medication but there was so much speculation that she was like murdered that the hotel was haunted uh because like in the 70s uh there was all of this witchcraft and then there was this uh, heavy metal uh, drummer from Europe who got accused of her murder. It, it was a whole, whole situation. Oh. And it looks exactly like Angel's Hotel. Yeah, because Angel, uh, when he was first visiting there, I want to say it was like the 50s, like the 1950s, where he was first staying there. Um Something happened, somebody was murdered and he was blamed for it, even though he had nothing to do with it. And then they they hanged him because mm. a demon was riling them up, riling the get the humans up to feed off their fear and everything. And so, I mean, that does nothing to Angel because he's a vampire, so right. whatever. He just has to play possum and, you know, then <laughs> quietly escape when they're not looking. So now yeah, that you mentioned that he owns this hotel. Forget the, the crime scene investigation. I want to see like a Hotel Transylvania style, like angel series where where it spins off from Buffy. Buffy is all about kicking ass. And this is like almost like a faulty towers with Angel and Cordelia as John Cleese and what's her name. And like it's just like a British comedy of errors show where they're like checking in demonic guests. I mean yeah there are some people who see there are some demons that seek refuge there at at points um when after oh i don't want refuge i don't want crime stories i want to just see like oh there's no fresh towels for room 666 (laughs) like oh you want to see like a sitcom style like oh no we booked this is early 2000s we we booked both jimmy eat world and clay aiken like (laughs) i hate you i hate you those people i forgot and existed until this moment. <laughs> well, we knew that Jimmy World existed because they are in this episode. Their music is in this episode. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- there's. Are. I think Hoobastank is also in this episode. It's a very early 2000s episode. The, the music that they get on some of these some of these episodes, hell, the WB, the music that they got for some of the shows, you're just like. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's probably the singing frog that did it. It was the singing frog. Good old Michigan right J. Yeah, and then, I mean, this episode has, like, th- there was a previous episode uh, for th- that leads up to Billy where uh, they have to free Billy from a hell 
demon cage or something. Well, they were saving Cordelia, right? And they were saving Cord. Well, um, the evil lawyer, um, Wolfram and Hart uh, organization, they um, cursed Cordelia to have like to see like. M- every everything possible like because she has these visions and so they make her feel everything too that's happening and she gets into like an almost vegetative state Mm. and in order to save her the lawyers are like hey angel go save this guy and we'll we'll help her out maybe if you're lucky and so he releases billy but we never really understand like why why (laughs) Well, it's so that he can go to different places and be a fucking asshole and a creep. Like when well, he goes to the Kennedy frat party in this episode. Oh to get money from his cousin. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we don't we don't stand near him. We don't let him, you know, touch our arms and turn us into assholes. We we keep him away from everyone. We just give him what he wants. So they literally say that yeah, they but just like throw the, money the, at the problem. The but like the lawyers don't explain why they want like, what's the bigger plan for Billy? Because sometimes they do, because there are some episodes where they do shit like that, where they're quietly collecting things. And then like two, like an episode or two later, it, it's like, hey, remember all that shit that we just had you do or collected? Well, this is the payoff. So <laughs> I wish they would be like, hey, why did we do that? Mm-hmm. Like, like when Darla was revived. Ah. Uh, that was that blows your. I'm spoiling everything, but well, the show she is gives, 20 years old. <laughs> she gives birth to Angel's baby. Yes, but for so on Buffy, she dies. Mm-hmm. She she gets staked, I believe, and then in Angel, she gets revived. So she becomes she gets, but like she's revived as a human, and then Drusilla turns her into a vampire which is weird because uh in vampire in the vampire lore drusilla is darla's granddaughter in a way all right well because okay follow me on this i don't want to (laughs) darla changed angel Mm -hmm. who then changed drusilla so that's how She's because she calls her grandma. Uh, Drusilla calls Darla grandma all the time, and then when she's called in to turn Darla in back into a vampire, Drusilla has like this monologue, uh, this moment where she's like, "But you're my grandma, but now I'm going to change you," and it's very weird. Yes, vampires are also like a metaphor for sex in the show. Uh, <laughs> well, Everything- you picked you picked a doozy. <laughs> Yes, I did. I, I'm very, like I said, I'm stupidly knowledgeable about this show. So any questions, you more that you can ask me and I probably know. Well, the I know most of the characters because they were on Buffy first. The only mm-hmm. one that I don't really know are like Fred and Gunn and then uh, Lauren. Lauren and then also the lawyers because they're yeah. all new. Yeah, which like... <laughs> My dad's a lawyer. I find I find it so insulting every time I see a movie or TV show and they're like, they're evil. And then it's like, we work for hell. Oh, God damn it. Really? Come on. 
Well, there's this whole there's a whole thing that they have where even in the dimension that Fred is in, you find out that the Wolferman Heart title is like synonymous with evil. So it's not just the lawyers; it's the whole firm in a way. Yeah, the whole yeah. building. Yeah, it's so, on a Hellmouth, right? No, the Hellmouth is in Sunnydale. Well, get it right. All right, all right. Because I remember getting this confused with with um, a Buffy episode. You and I were talking about it because I thought that Fred, her family was like, yeah, she's a demon. But that was... That's Tara. That's Tara because it's Spike who punches Tara in the face and then his buzzer thingy goes off and he's like, there's no mm-hmm. demon in there. Nope, she's a human. Yeah. Uh, but Fred is human as well. She's from Texas and her parents do come in for an episode or Yeah, two. her d- dad is played by the Southern dad who played every Southern dad in every 90s and 80s sitcom. I remember that. And early 2000s. Yeah, the, the, the slim Pickens looking guy. <laughs> oh, Fred, so good to see you. Yeah, they try to take her home and she almost goes, but then they all help angel fight a giant bug monster thing yeah if memory serves oh boy it's been a minute <laughs> something like that angel. like with this entire episode i just i was upset i i found it upsetting the entire time from start to finish like because it kind of felt like diet buffy because yeah, it like they, they there's a lot of there's a lot more questions than answers in this episode. And so like what happened? I mean, they're showing the misogyny, which is hilarious because he who shall not be named is the one that wrote it or that yeah. was involved in it. And so it's like, well, are we imitating life here in a way? What's going on? But um they my question is, did he write this episode because he thought shit was about to hit the fan for him? Well, I mean, yeah. But like, else, I, where I was going with this is like, I would like to see what would happen if Billy touched a woman. You know, like, would yeah. she be rageful? They they should have showed both sides of the spectrum. They They should have just... Billy is a douchebag who makes people turn into bad people. Like, right. like... He's like uh, Jamie Kennedy. And, and <laughs> likes to watch. Like Jamie Kennedy. And so... He's um, Ashton Kutcher from Punk. <laughs> what if that's how this episode ended? Like like Ashton Kutcher came out and he's like, oh, there's a camera there. There's a camera there. <laughs> yeah, if Billy was more of an agent of chaos where he'll just curse anyone, that'd be great. Right. That would be interesting. Like that, I mean, this is this is also great because uh, I feel like channels like this, well, the now CW, what was then WB, and all these other teen um, soap operas, for lack of a better term. Uh, I believe I it's feel, called crap. I feel like they're trying to have a theme where it's like this happens in the world, and we're trying to put it into our show. Like Glee did, did it all the time. Buffy did it too. So don't call it just crap. Buffy did it more. Because, yeah. you but, know. But like now it's Riverdale and Sabrina and mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like I remember and even even Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill, um, all those other ones that I can't remember. Yeah, all but the you gotta give ones. One Tree Hill props because they made they made Minkus into you know uh, uh, a head turner, <laughs> a daddy. They made they turned Minkus into a daddy. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I never watched it, so it's it's just your word against Minkus no one. Minkus is a heartthrob in that that show. Yeah, a daddy. Stop it. <laughs> Minkus that was first time Boy and Meets last World, time guest right? Johnny Riley. <laughs> Minkus from Boy Meets World. Yes, that's what happened. Wait, no, wait. When Hill was after that, right? Yes. Yeah. He- after he he was on one season of Boy Meets World, then disappeared for the longest time, and then he was on. Uh, he came back to Boy Meets World for graduation, which I think was before, season five, like right before One, one Tree, Tree Hill. Hill. But then he was on One Tree Hill, Lee Norris. I didn't know that. Yes. So, <laughs> is there anything we've left out? I don't think so. I mean the stuff happens they they kill the bad guy and things are back to normal after a while i mean we didn't really talk about we could just mention that wes did have a crisis of faith where he's like i i did this this is in me and he tries to sequester himself and fred is like hey no that was just a curse and he's like but i mean yeah it's he tries to take responsibility and mm-hmm. she won't let him. I mean, that's the other thing about Fred, though, is that she's just so nice. Yeah. I mean, she she she's the willow him. of this show. Yeah, but she doesn't like skin somebody, which I mean, oh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 wait. Does she? Does she? No, no. Fred <laughs> herself doesn't. Um, I think Illyria does when. Fred turns into Illyria in season five. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she kills people. She murders people left and right for no reason. Mm. So how many bagels <laughs> out of 13 bagels? See, how many are know, I was going to get bagels just for the visual joke of it. And I forgot. So, <laughs> um, 13 is the best. I'm, uh, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. I don't know. I want to say about eight. I'm going with six and a half. Yeah. Yeah, like it's literally down the middle for me. <laughs> you you dropped. I remember because it was around seven or eight when you. The yeah, last, and I, then I had the to rewatch it. Ill time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't rewatch it, so I'm going blind right now. Yeah, like I'm like, uh, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so I'm going yeah. with six and a half. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Where the like, if they, if they. They needed to change an element of it, and I don't know what. You know what I mean? I think that Cordelia should have been the one. I think that Angel should have been incapacitated for the episode um, because Billy's powers actually, like, vegetate him. Like, he can't do anything, and Cordelia had to be the one to kick ass the entire episode. I think this should have been Cordelia's episode. And there should have been a little more answers. And... to appease you with but a song and me with Hella's musical, there should have been an entire musical number. Oh no, they did that on Buffy. Okay. Oh, I know they did. I'm I I don't want to hear 
I mean, Charisma Carpenter probably could sing and maybe Amy Acker, but I don't want to hear David Warianas try to sing. Well, as I said, he's in a coma this episode. <laughs> oh, true. So you wanted a completely different episode. No, just one musical number. Like, like, okay. Like, I just picture they're like, where is he? And Billy is at a musical. He's in the audience at a musical and he's about to turn everyone on each other. And then they're like, he's at, uh, he's at, um, uh, oh my God, a chorus line. And like, you just see one singular sensation. You just see it. I hate you. Well, (laughs) I mean, you get the musical numbers every time you're in Lauren's bar. But also there's an episode where they go to the ballet and it Mm -hmm. turns out that it's a cursed ballet where they've been doing, it's people who are doing it for like a hundred years. All ballet is cursed. Yeah, I've worked on some of them. Yeah, they're a little cursed. (laughs) No, one one of my uh, closest friends uh, does ballet and he broke his leg. So I'm con- I'm I'm convinced that that like there is a curse. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of theater curses out there that you shouldn't fuck with. Yeah, especially the Scottish play one. The Scottish play one, yes, 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 yes. Or or not saying break a leg or mared in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh so what do you want to promote? Oh, I don't know. Um, I've got <laughs> Two podcasts. One is uh, uh, Movie Deja Vu. My co-host Shady and I, we uh, compare similar movies um, by creating sort of a verbal Venn diagram. We've been switching things up. Uh, We're on a little bit of... Did you do Top Gun and Iron Eagle? We haven't. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. If you want to email us, you can email us at moviedejavupod at gmail.com. We're on a little bit of a hiatus right now, so we'll be back with more episodes in a bit. But you could also then check out my other podcast called Life's But a Song. Scott has been on it and he's coming back on it. Yes, I am. uh, Soon, which we need to talk about that when we're done. Okay. Okay. and that one is a bi-weekly podcast where I bring guests on to talk about musical movies and musical TV shows, usually of their choice. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the Schmigadoon episode, that that's a good one. There, Yes. Uh, but that's not the one that you were on. You were on no. John Mulaney and the yes. Sucklinch Bunch. But I did, I did more of a Sesame Street special. <laughs> I did because John Mulaney and Sucklinch Bunch is... it's amazing you shut up it's amazing oh i absolutely love it but but i i went with something that i knew that i wasn't going to cover on my podcast so oh you guys won't cover that no because because that's not really i mean we'll we'll go we're going with bo burnham inside for the netflix musical stuff because that's more of a theatrical film experience where where sack bunch is like a tv episode I get okay. I see yeah. you. I see you. Yeah, but it, it was still great. I'm still waiting for the sequel if that is happening. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, and then yeah, and then yeah. I mean, sometimes on on my pod, on life's what a song, we tend to question like, what is a musical, or like, why isn't this a musical? So yeah, like like when I did Sp- the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, I was just like, why isn't this one? It wants to be like there is they music have one in it. song where they There's literally like, do 
they I there's one song rock. that they re- repeat three times but like there's other moments that you're like this would have been a song or something like that so. you also covered uh a movie that i consider a musical but people don't because there's only three original songs in it and that was hearts beat loud oh yeah that was a good one i love hearts beat loud i i think that that is we're eventually gonna have to cover that one because like there's there's technically five songs in it but it's i feel like we called it a movie with music yeah not a musical movie it's it's a it's a movie album yes that's that's what it is but that's a better describer it's such a good movie and you guys did such a good job on that episode Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and Kendra Beltran, who was on for our Blank Check episode, did a Goofy movie with you. Yes. Eye to eye. Yes. Enter Which- the song here right now. <laughs> so Johnny thanks for doing this oh thank you for having me no problem this is and so much fun Johnny will be back in July because I already uh talked him into doing another episode so I totally am blanking on that but sure yeah yeah I'm ready yes Let's so do it. so until next time you can find us on Twitter Instagram uh and Facebook, you can email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. Follow my other podcast, Hell is a Musical, on Twitter, Instagram, and now we're on Facebook. And we have an email address, uh, hellisamusicalpod at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Scott Carlin. Bye. Bye.